This is SubconsciousMindMastery.com podcast number one, recorded on Easter Sunday, March 31st, 2013. And thank you for joining us for this very first podcast of this new website launch called SubconsciousMindMastery.com. My name is Thomas Miller. I live in Dallas, Texas. And this is the first podcast, and so this is obviously going to be an introductory podcast to tell you a little bit about the site and a little bit about myself. So we're going to keep this to about uh, 12 to 15 minutes. So thank you for joining us. This will get us started, and then there's going to be a lot of great content and interaction to follow. Already we have a couple of good posts. I would point you especially to the one that is the 12-minute long video of Bob Proctor I've never heard a better explanation of the, what the subconscious mind is than what Bob does in describing that 12 minutes that he did on how you got to where you are, how your subconscious mind was programmed to be the way that it is, and then, of course, the follow-through is how to reprogram it so that you can literally direct yourself from the inside out of how you'd like to live the life of your dreams. So what is the subconscious mind? Freud called it the unconscious mind, that mind that you don't have a cognitive relationship with. To many, it's intuition or gut feeling or instinct or that little voice in your head. But as Bob Proctor pointed out so brilliantly, the subconscious mind is programmed. It's partially genetic, and then a big part is environmental. I heard a great explanation of this from Dr. Sean Sullivan. His website is themindmaster.com, and he has a clinical practice in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he's developed a 21-day program called the Mind Mastery Program. This was something that I found a couple of years ago and did it on my iPad. And as I got further into it, I thought, oh, my goodness, this is an amazing program. Dr. Sullivan describes the subconscious mind this way. Think of a bridge, and under the bridge, of course, is the water. Above the bridge, as he describes it, is a night sky. I'm not going to go into the descriptions of what's in what the water represents and what the night sky represents. We'll talk about that later because I love his program, and we're going to, we'll talk about it in future podcasts. But between you, your conscious self you, and where you want to go over there, On the other side of the bridge, the goals, the aspirations, the dreams, the things that you'd like to achieve is a bridge keeper on that bridge. And so every time you try to cross the bridge, the bridge keeper is there to remind you of all of the things and all the reasons and all of the circumstances. And literally that bridge keeper has been storing every memory, every experience, every emotion, everything that has ever happened to you. And the bridge keeper only has one purpose in mind, and that is to keep you safe. It really is an amazing composition how we humans are designed because that subconscious, that unconscious part of our brain is literally programmed by all of life's experiences to keep us safe. So how does the bridge keeper get programmed? Well, like I said, partially it's genetic. I think all of us are born with some genetic predisposition to be the way that we're going to be. I don't think you could argue that. But then literally, from the day you're born, and I would even encourage to explore possibly before you were born. Now, that gets a little weird, and let's don't get into that yet. I'll lay the groundwork for that better a little later. 
But think about since the day you were born, everything that happened to you, how your parents treated you, what took place repetitiously in your life, all of the attitudes, all of the actions, all of the responses, all of the people, the places, the things, the memories, the experiences. Think about it. The pain, the pleasure, what gave you peace and comfort, what upset you, what caused you to be anxious, what caused you to be fearful, what gave you strength and ambition or what held you back. All of these things and more go into programming your subconscious mind. So whenever you try to get from here to there, no matter what the other, the over there, that's, I'm, don't misunderstand that the over there is not the nirvana utopia laying on the beach and sipping pina coladas and working off your laptop all day. That's not what I'm talking about. It's anything that you want to try to aspire. Let's say it's a new relationship or a new job a new career field, a new geography, a new location, just joining a gym or doing something different in your life. It really doesn't matter. But between you, the conscious you here and there is that bridge keeper. And every time you try to go over there, all of the circumstances and the circumstances are what Dr. Sullivan represents as the water below. All of the things that you look at in that water underneath the bridge, the bridge keeper is reminding you, you'll get in trouble if you go over there. Remember last time? That didn't work out so well. Oh, no, don't go there. You'll lose all your money. You can't do that. Don't go with her. She's trouble. And then sometimes, based on improper information, the bridge keeper will cause you to go in certain directions. Oh, yeah, come on. Remember how the last time that happened and it worked out okay, but really it's something that you shouldn't do? So in these cases, the subconscious mind is only operating out of 100% complete desire to keep you safe. It wants to use all of the things, all of the resources, all of the memories, all of the emotions of your past to keep you on the right track. The problem is, a lot of the times, those emotions and those memories and those that programming is not what you need to serve you today. Because, obviously, we grow as human beings. We learn new experiences. We develop intuitions. We develop resources in our conscious mind that then have to be transmitted and imposed and watch the Bob Proctor video impressed on the subconscious mind. And once those new memories and those new patterns and those new circumstances are impressed on the subconscious mind, then we are acting in harmony, our conscious mind and our subconscious mind to move us in a certain direction. But you know how powerful the subconscious mind is that as a young person, a little suggestion, a little comment, some little phrase or word from somebody can alter the entire course of the rest of your life. And I'm speaking from experience because the reason this site exists is that I'm going to explore the world with you of how to reprogram, unprogram, deprogram, and reprogram powerfully your subconscious mind. Let me tell you one of the things that happened to me, and this, my story is amazing, and I'll reveal more of it as we go along, but I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was born into a very fundamental, staunch, religious family, Christianity, and so my whole world at home and at church revolved around the Bible, Scripture, and I had a very dominant mother who always expressed her will and desire for me. And I would also like to add that my mom passed away in February of 2013. And actually, this website, I am committing in memory and honor of her. 
not because she showed me how to reprogram my subconscious mind, but actually created such a world and an opening that it gave me the exploration to go in and explore. And unfortunately, it was something that she never did. I love my mom, and I was at her bedside. I was holding her as she took her last breath. But she never came to the point where she was able to address the very issue and the very topic of this website. And it played out in our family. It played out in my life in a number of dramatically negative ways until finally I hit bottom at age 47. And I knew that I had to do something different. And I knew that I had to live my life in a different way. And that's when I started to explore some of this material. But back to my childhood and actually in high school at our Baptist church one Sunday night, I made a commitment that I would go into the Christian ministry, that I would go to college and then go to seminary and then become a pastor, a preacher. And I made that known to the church. Well, my mother and our pastor could not have been happier. Oh, my. You talk about being people pleasers. I had just become the ultimate people pleaser. They were so thrilled that I did. Well, life took a couple of different turns. And in my sophomore year of college, I got into radio and broadcasting. And then by my senior year of college, I was doing the news. I was literally the anchor, the 6 and 10 o'clock anchor of the ABC affiliate television station in Fayetteville, Arkansas, my senior year of college at 21 years old. And I went on from there after graduation to work at another television station. Well, a couple of years after that, I met the man who was our pastor growing up in high school. I'll never forget it as long as I live. We met by some tennis courts in Vail, Colorado. We happened by a chance meeting to run into each other up there. And he said, hey, I want to talk to you for a minute. And he sat me down by those tennis courts and he proceeded to say this. He said, in my ministry, which by then he was in his late 30s and had been pastoring various congregations since he was about 20 years old. He said, in the 15 years or so of my ministry, there have only been two people who have really disappointed me. And he mentioned a man who was currently living in Arkansas who had had an affair with a church member and suffered a divorce as a result. And he mentioned him, and then he looked at me, and he said, and you, you are my biggest disappointment in my ministry. Well, I can honestly tell you I never heard anything else after that. Because this guy was huge in my life. He was a tremendous influence. And I looked up to this guy. And I know that in his heart, he was trying to bring me back to that commitment in high school. And I was wrong for not acknowledging that I had gone a different direction. I mean, at least I could have cleaned that up in a number of different ways. That's not the point here. The point is that this man said, you are my biggest disappointment. And he was a person who I really, really admired and looked up to. And so that was a focal point for the rest of my adult life. Because as I looked back at my life as I was approaching 50 and looked at how many times I figured out a way to become a disappointment to people, I would disappoint employers and spouses and my kids and my friends and on and on through the course of my life as I unpacked it over hours and hours of reflection and filling up journal after journal after journal of notes, it opened up to me that that man spoke into my subconscious mind words that were so powerful 
that my conscious mind never had to acknowledge or hear them again for the rest of my adult life. I had forgotten about that conversation, but it was so impermeated in my subconscious mind that it literally drove me to performance in every single area of my life for over 25 years. And I never put it together that that moment was a tipping point, a trigger point, a focal point for me, for my adult life. And I never caught it. And so a lot of my adult life was missed because my subconscious had been actively programmed by words from somebody that I just didn't say, hmm, thank you for sharing I wasn't on good ground with who I was. I was under the control and domination and fear of the Lord and the church and the whole thing, which after I got to a point of dealing with it, I kind of had to go to a whiteboard, you know, like taking a dry erase marker board and squirting that spray up on it and taking an eraser or a towel or something and just erasing it so it becomes completely white. That's kind of what I had to do with religion and spirituality is just like start over, you know, let's redraw this picture. And I'm still putting the pieces and the parts of that together. But those words anchored into my subconscious mind and ended up driving every result of my adult life. Finally then, at age 47, I hit bottom after my second divorce, and I sat down and I said, I have got to figure out what's going on with my life. And that's when I started to study this material, and I started to learn how it works. And I found sources like Bob Proctor and Dr. Sean Sullivan. They came to me in the quest of my journey. And so I don't consider it an accident that you've landed on this webpage because you're seeking, and we've connected here. And we're going to walk through a journey together to help you identify and reprogram your subconscious mind. And in the process, I'm doing it every day right along with you. What's really cool about the Internet is that we can involve sources from literally all over the world. And we're going to create what I hope becomes a wildly and highly popular podcast in iTunes and BlackBerry and other podcast feeds. And we'll interview great minds who have studied this field extensively. I mean, after all, I do have a radio background, and so we can put that to use. And especially, I hope to talk to you, our readers and listeners who have a multitude of information to share and experiences where you have changed your own life. All of this for the purpose of helping you really change your brain from the inside out. So I hope that you'll bookmark this page, join our RSS feed for the podcast, stop by often, and tell your friends. Thank you for listening to podcast number one of subconsciousmindmastery.com. My name is Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.